two days ago, my daughter goes into the living room. She goes, hey, Alexa, play Raining Tacos. Oh, it's Raining Tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. That song. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the Outpost Podcast. Okay, we are back to our corner of the office with the uh, faucet here on the side, the bathrooms here to the left, and we've got a special group with us here today. I am here. Who else do we have? Teresa. Teresa's here. It's me again. It's it's Marcus. It's Mark. And it's Tom. Tom. Tall Tom. Big Tom. Tom, casual, tall Tom. How's everybody feeling today? Upright and breathing. Strange. <laughs> Pretty bizarre. <laughs> I knew you were going to say bizarre. I knew it. Well, listen, we're <laughs> we are happy to be here together. <laughs> Mark and the other Mark just got back from a trip down to Tennessee where they went to Creative Works Conference, and unfortunately, the other Mark got really sick while he was gone, so that was really sad. But he's recovering. He's okay. Everyone's alive. Everyone's breathing, and and we're happy to all be together. Is that correct? Are we all happy Absolutely. to be together? Yep. 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 Oh, I'll agree with that. Teresa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's always good when you play food truck roulette and everybody wins. <laughs> Except Mark Daffron. Well, I mean, but he made it back. He, yeah. he won. He did make it back, but it was questionable. Okay, so I want to start off with some mailbag questions. So who who brought the mailbag with them today? I think Teresa has it today. Yeah, where, where's I that? mean, okay, fine. It was, it was it was a great chair, your, but here we chair. go. Here, I'll, I'll get... It's like a bag of holding. Okay, hold on. Tom, he's the bag master. Uh, Squeeze in over there. There you go, Tom. Oh, the glitter. Yes. (laughs) Glitter bomb Tom. Did you know about the glitter? (laughs) Well, that's that's going to stay with me. (laughs) What do we got in the mailbag, Tom? We have a couple questions in the mailbag. The first of which is don't touch me. That's not a question. Which is a strange question. So we're going to set that aside. And <laughs> the first of which is. The first of which is. Who's your favorite doctor? Open-ended. I think there's a way this is who's meant to be Who's your favorite answered. open-ended doctor? No. Well, That's yeah, a different okay. kind. <laughs> who's your favorite doctor? Answer as you will. Okay. It's, it's going to be Matt Smith. Okay. So it's going to be wrong. Oh, really? Wow. So what is it to you? Shin kicks. Because obviously. Okay. Why? Okay. So we're talking about Doctor Who now, which is where Teresa and I have taken this. I'd like to hear who your favorite doctor is. Marcus Welby. Thank you. That's what this was. Why? (laughs) Who's Marcus Welby? For obvious obvious reasons. (laughs) Meanwhile, everyone knows Dr. Welby is the best. That's old school Lacey. That's that's pre-Lacey days. Okay. I said my favorite, by the way, was the redheaded. What's her name? The redheaded doctor from Star Trek. She's my favorite. Who is she? Here's why she's my favorite, because she looks like my mom and my mom is a nurse. And so I don't know. It's like watching my mom on Star Trek. It's cool. That is cool. It is. I see what happened in your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why yours? Okay, so I tried watching Doctor Who, couldn't get into it, and then I had somebody say, start season five, episode one. 
and it opens up with this crazy man running through eating fish sticks with custard making friends with this little girl and my heart just melted because at the time I was a mom and this was fantastic and I just went yes I can start with this whole series and deal with this whole thing now and then go back and and watch all the old so Matt Smith is my doctor because that is where I landed it was the fish sticks wasn't it well, it was just this whole bizarre like thing. It's all about snacks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you met me. I do nothing but eat. I like the David Tennant stuff because I feel like it has more soul. Like I love all Doctor Who, mm-hmm. but the David Tennant stuff was a little more low budget, more emotional, way more focused on introspective stuff. And then the, with Matt Smith, the new showrunners, it was much more like big blockbuster sexier, explosionier, goofier, and it's still super fun, but it's just a different feel. Like I tear up in most David Tennant episodes and the Matt Smith episodes. It's like, oh, that was fun. I wonder what kooky ideas they have in the next one, but it's just a different experience. So Tom loves sobbing is what I'm hearing. When when David Tennant is involved, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Also, all the other ways. Are you always playing Sarah McLachlan in the back of your headphones? (laughs) No. Yes. Candles. (laughs) No, that doesn't elicit sobbing because it's just two. The RSPCA videos of with, you know, her saying, I'm Sarah McLachlan and this dog almost died. See, I feel like that neuters the message. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's too much. Too much. All Un- right. Uneffective. What's too heavy-handed. next? What What's next in the mailbag? What's next is what are some major differences between vindication and unsettled? Mm. What sets them apart? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Completely different game. Okay. Are there mechanics that are similar in nature? There are things that are similar in spirit, but not in mechanics. Okay. So. In Vindication, the main resources of the game are your attributes. So inspiration, knowledge, strength, courage, things like that, which is something that I think a lot of people really connected with that made your mechanics when you're playing the game feel like they're of yourself and it felt a little more personal and it felt like there was more intention and meaning behind what you were doing, your your actions in the game. In Unsettled, you have what are called focus. So you have awareness and wonder and energy. Okay, That's very similar to vindication in that there are these Mm -hmm. manifestations of yourself that you use in the game space to perform actions. Okay, so that's the similar in spirit. Got Mm -hmm. it, okay. Uh, Mechanically, they're very different. In vindication, the attributes are effectively resources. In unsettled, those attributes are represented by cubes, big cubes. So you will have an awareness cube that has one, two, three on it. And depending on what number it is at, that's how much awareness you have right now. And so then you can use that awareness in the world. But when you use it, you're actually using it as an action selection, almost worker placement. Yeah. The thing that it has in common with Vindication is that we've taken this very abstracted conceptual approach to swing for the fence to try to to create a narrative or a story that's really hard to do with components. So that's pretty much the only thing that the two games share is we're swinging for the fence conceptually. The focus die, they're never rolled. They are placed intentionally as as an action selection, kind of like Tom was outlining. 
but you're actually reducing their effectiveness as you use them. So they're also consumable and then you can restore them and managing those is, is a key part of the game. And then again, this is a cooperative game. So all of the decisions have to do with we and us instead of me. And so there's a, an additional dynamic there that there's a tremendous amount of conversation at the table. Hey, wait, wait, Tom, before you do that, let's, you know, Lacey's going to do this on the next turn. So you might want to save that so that we can do this other thing. And there's going to be a lot of that, especially with a deep space survival game like mm -hmm. this is. Well, and to further illuminate that mechanic. So what that may look like is so you have an, an awareness, wonder and energy dice effectively. But in the game, they refer to as focus. OK, say, you know, I am going to focus my energy on this task, mm -hmm. in which case you actually decrease or pip down your, your energy awareness. die as you're placing <clears throat> it on that action selection space okay you know so depending on how much energy you have you may or may not be able to do certain things or maybe you need to rest to restore your energy or restore your awareness the map is comprised of a series of cards and each one is a different sort of terrain environment on the planet and you may go into an environment that has something really loud and strange and distracting and the second you enter that space you lose two awareness oh wow because it's really loud mm -hmm. um and so now as you're navigating the map you're like well i do need to go to this space because i need to perform some action there or i just need to get through there to get to what's beyond it but every time i step in there my awareness is going to go down because it's full of screaming glow frogs Ooh. and and so all the different terrain spaces what do they sound like are, are living <laughs> That wasn't feedback. Sorry, what'd you ask? <laughs> what are the screaming girl glow frogs sound? <laughs> Look at he's so mad. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for our upstairs neighbors in the uh, office above just to start stomping on the floor. Mark's got his fingers in his ears now. <laughs> I'm glad we did that in an enclosed space. Good move. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, though. I was I was really interested in what that's the what they sound like. But there's like. there's several dozen of them, so At we'll have time. to all do this together. One, two. No, no, we need yeah. to go get more people. When your ears start <laughs> right. bleeding, that's when we know we need to ratchet it down mm -hmm. a notch. <laughs> um, I have a question. Do you have a favorite terrain so far? Do you have a favorite either terrain or you know stimulus that comes into play that you've connected with a lot? What's your favorite stimulus that comes into play, Mark? <laughs> stimulus that comes into play. <laughs> I don't know, the opalescent sticky goo. Ooh. That's the only one that comes to head. You, you had some type of viscous egg pools that you were delighted about. Oh, I really do like the viscous about. egg pools. Yeah, those are delightful. Ooh, what um, kind of eggs? That's why you have to play the you game. Play the game and find out. All right. What else is in there that I really like? Are you like? talking really um, quietly or did I just go deaf? I believe you've gone deaf. Yeah. <laughs> it's finally <laughs> happened. <laughs> it's it's There's tons of stuff. And it's all weird and bizarre. And it's all science-based. This doesn't give any context, really. But, you know, you're leveling up in different schools of science. And so there's the natural sciences, the formal sciences, and the applied sciences. And so applied sciences is like physics and engineering. And the natural sciences is like biology and chemistry and those types of things. And then you have logic and robotics, you know, in the formal sciences. And so gaining expertise and skill points in those areas is going to allow certain members of your group or your party to do things that you can't do. But 
the cool thing about this game is you can really cooperatively do things. So if I only have one skill point in logic and, and Tom has one, we can effectively go do something that takes two. We don't have to wait for one of us to, to go do that. We can we can do we it have to, together, but, but we have to do it together, which means we have to be in the same node, which is an opportunity cost. Right. So you could be dividing and conquering. But if we want to do this thing, then we have to get together and go do it. So mm-hmm. it's very realistic in terms of how we're doing this to survive as a team and what should we be doing? It's like, well, I can't afford to get across the map and get to you to do that thing right now. So you're going to have to wait a couple turns and then what's the cost of that? Right. So yeah, there's a ton of dynamic, but, but the, but the mechanics are are fairly straightforward, but very, very bizarre. I knew you were going to say bizarre. They're wondrous. How How bizarre. bizarre. I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay, anything else you want to talk about with Unsettled or any other questions in the community bag? They were all basically, tell us more about Unsettled. It's almost like people are interested. Let's keep going. Weird. You want to talk about the scientific properties? Yeah, sure. So as you are exploring the map, you will have the chance to obtain different discoveries on the map. So maybe you you go to the Screaming Glowfrog's place and you can use your energy focus to acquire one of those Glowfrogs. When you do that, you actually take that chit. So now you have the Glowfrog chit and you draw from this deck of scientific properties and you discover what is this unique property that these Glowfrogs have. Mm. And some of those are wild and crazy. Actually, most of them are wild and crazy. So maybe it turns out that the Glowfrogs are like hyperkinetic and now you can never move less than two spaces every turn but your awareness can never exceed one oh, you know or like um yeah one of them you just start floating so it reduces your speed but now you can get up into areas on the map that you couldn't otherwise get into and you have a state of elevation there's all kinds of I things i feel like that after uh, an espresso Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then yeah. what ends up happening so i'll have one or two of these things i've discovered that do unique things you know so maybe i have some flower that lets me you know, harvest more things off the planet easier. You know, Mark has a couple things, you have a couple things, but then what we find is we need to use these discoveries to contribute to the survival tasks that we're trying to complete on the planet. That's the win condition of the game. Mm. So then you have this choice where we need to use the property of this frog to meet this condition that we need to repair the ship or to have food or whatever. But then I'm going to lose the little benefit that this frog gives me. And so then there's this push and pull of how you want to use things. You can also share these items. So you might find that Tom is taking advantage of an opportunity, which we haven't even talked about. And he needs to be in an elevated state to go do that. And I've got the thing that he needs. So we have to get to each other. We can exchange resources or these kind of specimens and samples from the planet that sometimes we don't know what they do. Sometimes we do. We can have our robot do the anatomize action or the analyze action, which is basically going to yield other things that we can do, like expertise in these sciences. But then now now Tom has that. The property that he has on those frogs might dramatically combo or interact with another property for another thing that he has. And so there's just a tremendous amount of dynamic between the objects that you have and the places that you go and the focus that you're using and yeah, it's basically just a crazy ride every time you play this game. And again, it's going to be different every time you play. We tried really hard to make it so that 
anything that gives you a benefit in the game can be consumed in multiple ways. Hmm. So there's always choice. There's always choice and there's always a pressure and a pull to to not have something anymore. So it's never a situation where you're like, look, I found this sweet helmet. I have this sweet helmet forever because it turns out you need the sweet helmet to do this thing. But maybe Mark's sweet boots do the same thing. So then we have this discussion of, well, which of these things is more valuable? Which should we use here? How should we allocate these things? Should we keep them as inventory items for a couple more turns and then complete this task or why wouldn't we do that and we wanted every component in the game as much as possible to be being pulled in multiple directions so not only are they just neat in and of themselves but they have further implications that keep them interesting beyond just their own i do this property if that makes sense so are the screaming glow frogs edible how funny you should say that. Maybe. Maybe that's the property you draw. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, you don't know. It might be a rock that you have to eat to survive on this planet. Interesting. Yeah. You don't know. And then it might be a magnetic rock. And Technically, so salt is a rock, to... and we all eat that on a regular basis. So. It's true. Rock eaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, it... that's a perfect example. So on the first planet, one of the survival tasks is you need to find four different items that qualify as food. Hmm. And bring them back to the ship. And then in the story of the game, the ship is able to duplicate that and make food for you forever, right? But the idea is you need to bring four things to the ship that qualifies food. So in the game space, you're finding things. You're like, oh, this qualifies as food. We can take that back to the ship and complete this task. Problem is, you can also just eat it while you're playing the game. And it gives you this mega boost. So then you run into this decision of like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, if I eat the frog right now, then I'm going to be able to do this super action where I move over here, do this thing, and all our dreams come true and everything is awesome. (laughs) And then Mark says, well, we need it for the survival task. This can be used in multiple ways. Yeah, and you also might find that you become infected by these spores. It gives you a condition. You can gain conditions and states. You have this condition now. You're like you're infected. You're You're the host for this virus. But you might find on this first fungal planet that it's advantageous to be a host. And so now, oh. because now you're like part of this network. It's a like, symbiotic yeah. relationship. Yeah, all these things that used to attack you now benefit you because right. you are infected by the, wow. the virus. Right, so you don't want to not be infected, but it has a detriment as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a tremendous amount of pushing and pulling and toggling the things that you want to do and the things that you are not allowed to do all of this is based on what should we be doing, right? Should we be generating power in the power generator? Should we be researching to gather data? Should we be gathering resources and materials? Yes, is the answer to all of those things because we're trying to survive, Mm. but something different happens on every node on the map and people are gonna be in different places. And so there's just gonna be a tremendous amount of figuring that out together as a team. It's very, very deep and and, and strange and unsettling. How have you two been getting along during the process lately? Fine. Just fine. We fight all the time and it's awesome. <laughs> Everything's fine. The quote I We're heard today now. was, listen, what I hate about that is. <laughs> yeah. And then you acted like that's your catchphrase to each other. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's how, it's how we make each other stronger. Mark and I have entered this weird space where we're like, like our best selves are broken and there's this other thing that we do, but it, it's working really well. So we're just kind of going with it because traditionally, I don't think either of us in sort of a like, let's review each other's work environment would ever look at someone and be like, what I hate about what you just said yeah. is like, <laughs> like right to their face, it's very right. on us. And yet 
it works. It's really productive right now. So we're, <laughs> we're just going with it. Yeah, it's it's the refinement process. And so you have to make hard decisions. And when you have a timeline, you don't have time to beat around the bush. Sometimes you just have to get up in somebody's face and be like, you know, no, that that's not that doesn't make any sense. You still like right? each other? Yeah, of course. Yeah, more and more. Yeah. I like that. Good. Do they still like each other? I mean, yeah, mostly. They're looking at me. <laughs> you want to ask me that later? <laughs> How's the office, Teresa? Is it super normal? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean. Define normal. Well, I mean, normal right now has my child who's at off school today giggling randomly behind a set of headphones. So, so when you do that, it's because you're listening to a podcast about murder. Why yeah. does your daughter do it? <laughs> because uh, I can't say the same thing because she's six. That's good. Um, that brings me hope. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. No. I heard it and I was like, oh. That same giggle. Is, is this yeah, as much. pure and sweet as it sounds? Mm-hmm. Or is, is that why you were playing Super Mario Kart when I came in this morning? Super Mario 3. Yeah, exactly. Super Mario 3, no, yeah. And that was to make sure it was prime. Kart so that 20 years old. No, I mean... So Super Mario 3. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> no, um, that was to make sure she was queued up so we could do a full podcast taping without, you know, being interrupted. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Say, there we go. You like that? <laughs> Mom guilt. Okay, so... What I hate about that. <laughs> okay, can I move on to the, to the main sure topic? sure may. Okay. So, main topic today. I have a just large... Curiosity. I have a large curiosity about how people analyze themselves and how that differs from the way that people analyze each other. Okay. So I gave everybody a piece of paper before we started the podcast and I asked the group to write down what they consider to be their best skill or skills and what they consider to be everyone else's best skill or skills. And so we're going to go through and talk about what we wrote about ourselves and about each other. In and of itself was illuminating about skills because some of us finished that exercise immediately. Yes. And others of us <laughs> never took forever. finished. Are yeah. still undone. Okay, so <laughs> the first finisher was Teresa. Well, I mean, just point the finger. Teresa literally. Teresa was the first finisher. I was the second finisher. Mark number three, Tom didn't never, do half. Never finished. No, but in the time allotted. I'm going to write down let's for also Teresa be fair. finishes quickly. I, I, I also <laughs> was told about it and I felt this flood of panic as I just kind of, I don't, I don't have any skills. I don't know. What am I? I know everybody else's skills. What do I got? I got nothing. See, that's exactly it. The reason that I ended up choosing this topic specifically, when I texted Tom, that's the same thing he said. He goes, as soon as I read that, I became very uncomfortable. So we should probably do it. And then as soon as I told Teresa, she just became very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, So like break out a paper bag. That's the place to be. Let's get uncomfortable. Who did you actually finish on your list, Tom? So that you. I can, me? Yeah. So let's start with me then. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. See what I hate about that. <laughs> okay, is it better in my, your- My skill? Telling people what they like to hear. Okay, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should do what other people say about us first and then we can say what we say so that it doesn't impact your opinion. Take so, us away. Teresa, what did you say is my best skill? <laughs> I see why we're doing yeah, this. Now. I see what's yeah, happening. As soon as it was, let's talk Sorry, about Lacey. We're out of time, folks. All we had time for was Lacey. <laughs> no, I wrote passion and energy. Hmm. Okay, let's give it a good example. <laughs> Of, it's funny talking about myself. You, you, I'm feeling the discomfort. Now. Go on. <laughs> don't stop. No, don't. Don't stop. Okay. How do you, you know, what's an example of that that kind of pulls that to mind for you? Oh, I think even the way you lead the podcast, you're very, you exude a lot of energy and you're just 
very vivacious. Mm, yes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. like that? That's like because my made up last name on my Instagram is lively, you know, so it's yeah. the same kind of idea. Yeah. You're, you're just a, a lively electrical current. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. It's fun figuring out how to respond to these. <laughs> okay, Mark, what'd you put Everybody for Everybody praise Lacey. Praise her. You have a definite skill to bring out the best in a situation, to see mm. it in the light and not respond negatively. You can take anything and spin it for the positive. And not only that, but bring others up while you're doing that. So that kind of spawns out of that passion and energy. In addition to that, you kind of present well there's a polish that you put on it and you love that so i did win like most inspirational on every sports team i ever played on you know but i we also lost a lot so i had to be very (laughs) inspirational like imagine six to zero on my varsity soccer team and i'm the sweeper in the backfield just still going all right girls let's go we can do this everybody's pissed nobody's happy but i'm back there so you won most exhausting but then they're like no Let's call it inspiration. <laughs> Annoyingly positive. <laughs> yeah, because most likely to get shanked was not going to be a nice yeah. trophy. <laughs> if I start complaining about something, Tom will be like, all right, well, let's Lacey J this. Mm-hmm. The Oof. happiest loser story. Yeah. Okay. Six to zero. You're right. Wow. <laughs> I feel like stitches loser. already. <laughs> okay, good. Tom? Mine was similar to Mark's, but didn't necessarily focus on the positive part of it. Just... <laughs> Let's not focus on the positive. See what we hate about that. I think I think you are very good at finding sort of the the deeper meaning and motivation and purpose for even the most small benign moments. Things that most people would never really think about. Like, does this interaction or this feeling or this thing that just happened actually have any purpose or meaning in life? And most Mm -hmm. people would just say no. That was just a thing that happened. But you will derive some incredible personal growth message from this silly thing that just happened because you just think about things a little differently. Yeah, I do love and, and finding the core concept. It's of what Mark was just talking about mm-hmm. where it's you can take anything and make it positive. But other times you will find something that's not necessarily on the surface sunny, but there's growth to be found in everything that happens and you find it. Even like we saw Joker this weekend, it's a dark, heavy, heavy story, you know? But when I was talking to my friends about it, they're like, you know, did it really freak you out? I'm like, well, it made me think a lot about empathy. And that really is something I feel like I'm almost addicted to is like finding the core concept behind what somebody is putting into the world. I just, I wanna know why they put it out there and then I can understand all the other pieces. This is where it gets interesting because what did I write about myself? Talking. (laughs) Like that one of my best skills is talking. Okay. No argument. And then I also put inspiring. Okay. So the inspiring idea is kind of similar, but it's interesting how simple I put it for my own self, just talking. Whereas it's probably a lot deeper than that, but I just, you know, chose kind of surface level for myself. So that's kind of interesting. Good. I think for myself is one word too. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. What's yours for yourself? That's a brilliant transition. It is. (laughs) It is. Well, that, but that breaks your whole mold because I have to go last. Why? No, I have to go. You have to talk about me. Oh, yeah. And then I talk He's about right. me. He's right. Okay. I'm Let's, just you're right. Thank you. Defending you do your format. You want all the time. You don't have to do anything. Okay. I'll start with what I said about Tom. Okay. Now we all have to oh, look at me. This is it is exactly as awkward as I thought it was going to he be. He had to flip his hair out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> what I hate about that. Okay. So I put two two things down for Tom. 
The first thing I put down, which is like the first thing that bubbles to mind is writing. Obviously, the writing that comes out of Tom's mind, it doesn't matter if it's an email, if it's a text message, if it's a oh, just a little update in Slack. It is, in my opinion, filled with whimsy and creativity and just so much deeper than normal communication. Like mm. the way normal people communicate is like dried out compared to the way Tom communicates with words, in my opinion. Wet communication <laughs> by Tom. Moist. <laughs> and the other thing I put for Moist Tom. Moist communicator. I didn't even know exactly how to word it, but I put like creative thinking. I think that creative thinking is what makes him able to communicate in that way. We mm -hmm. can sit down in a group meeting with a potential client and he will just come up with the perfect tagline for that company in one sitting. And, and it just spits out of his mouth. And we're all like really happy he's on our team, but also really jealous because we didn't say it, you know. I like those things. <laughs> you did a little dance. See, yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of talked dance. a bit more about that, that inspired part. You know, I had written about how Mark is, or Mark, Tom, we're talking about Tom, Tom, Tommy, Tom, Tommy, Tom, Tom, Tom. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, the creating backstories, like even mm -hmm. when it comes to people, you're always going to be like, okay, so let me think about why they're thinking about that. What they're, what they're really doing is they probably are thinking about it from this point and this point, and they're having to jug through these things. So I'm going to wash through all these filters and then I'm going to create this email moving forward. It's true. Yeah. Like you put together an update to go out to the backers and I hear feedback on the comments all the time. Like, I can't believe that a brand is actually putting these things out before people are asking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, support issues, shipping issues, whatever it might be. It's like logistical things. You know what they're going to be thinking when they read it and you prepare for that. It's really cool. I like his smile. <laughs> there it is. What you got, buddy? We get to see that smile once per week. <laughs> Friday well, afternoon. He, here's what I know about Tom. Tom is repulsed by the status quo. He is repulsed by standard, average, anything. Tom is driven by the imagination he's been gifted with and world building and storytelling and using strange, bizarre terminology and building crazy things. And that's why he's here, right? Like, I mean, he wants to take all of this creative, imaginative stuff that's been welling up in his entire life and express that and share that with people to make them better. That's what I think. <clears throat> and don't ask me about that again. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll just save that forever. Yeah. Now we all have to look 14 feet up at Tom. He's way up in the clouds. I'm glad we recorded this since we're never repeating it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tom, what'd you put about yourself? Well, now that I look, I, I lied. I wrote two words. Okay. I wrote empathy okay. and I wrote tenderness. What does tenderness look like to you? I, I think I guess maybe in my head it goes hand in hand with empathy. Just like anytime I'm writing something or dealing with people, I, I like to think about where are they coming from and from a very soft, sympathetic perspective and get out of the way of thinking that I had in times in my life when I look at people and I just think like, how is what you're doing affecting me and how do I feel about it? Mm -hmm. Like how, your behavior makes me feel this way. And I have worked very hard to reach the point where I look at them and, and think more, how is your behavior affecting you mm -hmm. and how can what I say impact that? That's almost like why you have the skills that we all said 
in my opinion. You know, when we say you're a creative thinker and you, you know, think about what you're doing before you're writing and it's like you're empathetically analyzing the situation and the reader and whatnot. I love it. Good job. Yay. Let's do Teresa. Oi. Okay. Boy, dun, this is dun, a very dun, uncomfortable dun, feeling. Dun. It, it, is it? Yeah, you know, it is. I, you know, let's just cover this up with a bit of concealer and brush right along. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tea party. Here we go. This oh, is why oh. we're doing it. We're pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones. We're being vulnerable. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, I'll go first. So I wrote down a couple different things. I wrote memorization and knowing things. Like, I don't know <laughs> if no you're just stuff. like one of the smartest people that I've met because you just know so much. Like, we could be talking about 17 different topics and you can recite the scientific identification of what those things are it's and why disgusting. they are. And, yeah, she's and so good at that. It's filthy. I just make it up. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It's just dad knowledge. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that revolves around the sun because of uh, Popsicle magnets. Sticks. Yeah. Like, sometimes I look at your at your face and I like imagine your brain as a filing cabinet. And I just imagine how many tiny files you must have sh just shoved in your gray matter. It's a lot. I will now be doing that as well. <laughs> super apt. Just imagine the poor librarian running through that card catalog. <laughs> no, 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 I can find it. I can find it. Oh, is can that we what please she does? digitize this? <laughs> what year is this? Why analog? <laughs> okay, Tom, what you um, I wrote down two things, and the first one is very similar to what she just said, is that I've never met anyone that can get in the weeds as well as you can, or that enjoys it as much as you do, and thank heaven for that because this team needs it yep w when it comes time to get into the nitty-gritty details and look at things from every different angle and and think about the actual practical implications of how we're going to do the stupid thing everyone's talking all idyllically about like okay but how will we actually do <laughs> that thing mm -hmm. like <laughs> thank heaven you are here so you are very, very good at the granular details and making sure we execute our systems and stick with what we say we're going to do and not let us fly off the rails. Detail filing cabinet mind. Yeah. It's awesome. There's a lot of them shoved in there. Filing True. cabinets. The other thing I wrote down seems like the most basic thing you could write down, but in your case, it's super not, which is amazing team player. You came into a very crazy environment with almost no onboarding or no like <laughs> no training no rules no, no training no rules no help no guidance no job description no anything you're just like welcome to the madhouse please Make be in charge useful. of everything like, <laughs> and have done such an unbelievable job rolling with every single punch and just having a smile on your face and being positive and most people could not come into this environment and not have tension or friction or weirdness with how much we're just like hey would you please do this but there's no guidance for it and <laughs> we're gonna change it halfway through and blah 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 and you just are like fine okay and then do a great job and it, it's inspiring oh that feel good it does yeah good. okay what'd you put mark amen to that well i'll echo all of those things you wrangle the details. You're very good with the obscure facts and the bizarre stories. And you have an amazing knack for taking a concept and making it undeniably human mm. because you will tell a story or you it'll remind you of something that you read or some somebody that you met one time. And it is in the weeds. That's actually a, a phrase that I had too. But those fine details 
are what make up our lives. And so, you know, what it's I what, what connects I, us to each let other. Let me tell you what I hate about business <laughs> is that it's it's very boring, it's very status quo, it's it's very generalized. And what most people don't do well in their business, in their branding, in their marketing is make it real, make it human. You know, that's a confession of your character too. That is, you know, that's something that we need. And to make things real, to make them human is the whole point of all of this stuff. Because all of business and all of our lives, it's relational. So what a tremendous skill set, yeah, to go along with that crazy filing cabinet. There's card catalogs in there too. I know I can see them. I feel like the podcast now needs a regular section that's just like in the weeds with Teresa. Yes. One random factoid. Exactly. Where she's like, hi, I'm Teresa. I will now tell you some super strange thing that I'm into right now. And it will change your life. Mm-hmm. Or not. <laughs> and you'll just spend an hour going, I'm never getting that time back. I don't think it's like that. It's probably not going to be an hour. <laughs> and clocked out. <laughs> okay, and what did you put about yourself, Teresa? Um, I put analyzing data and then to get things to scale. So it's, you know, it's that mm. idea of going into the weeds and then going, okay, how do I make this grow with me? Mm-hmm. How do we have more weeds? <laughs> <laughs> I see we have three dandelions, but that's just the beginning. How can we have 400? <laughs> so speaking of random things, grew up in a very agricultural area. And so we had a county fair. And I remember going into one of the convention areas and they had the tallest weeds grown. <laughs> and there were dandelions that were at least 10, 15 feet high <gasps> that somebody had brought in. And they were just massive. And I remember staring at the wall, just How looking at this weed. How big are the stalks on those? I mean, they, they were oh just sunflowers. God. And she didn't understand. <laughs> it was just weird just, sunflowers. It look was at those crazy dandelions. They just popped and cut and paste a different okay. flower on it. Okay, honey. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It inspired so. you and ever since then. But I hadn't even <laughs> thought about that until he said, you know, big weeds. And then I was like, mm-hmm. yes, actually, I have something. See, Speaking that's exactly up. it. You just humanized it I've got it a for file us. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just humanized it for us. Okay. Very good. Point proof. Let's move on to Marcus. Okay. Hi, Marcus. Oh, um, I got one for him. Yeah, you go first. And this is, so people will like reach out because they know I'm a new kid on the team. And so they'll be like, how is so-and-so? Like somebody recently asked if Tom was everything they thought he was. And, you know, I had to say yes. <laughs> Fine, it's the hair. Um, He's a goob. But then like when people. He's adorable. All the things that you think. But when it, comes, when it comes to Mark is the most affirming person I've ever met. I mean that like you will like do a lap and it's it's like you just ran the bases, but you'll go around and like, you know, give high fives to everybody and talk specifically about what they're doing that has inspired you or pushed you forward that day. That is incredible because most of the places it'll be like, oh, you showed up for work today. What? Did you want a sticker? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, <laughs> you know, Mark me, literally gives us stickers. Yeah, you know? there's, I've got a whole like I look like a military general the way I wear this this badge of honor. No, so but most affirming. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. affirming. Did you win most affirming award in in school? I didn't win very many awards. In school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the two th- words that I put on are uh, determination and long suffering. And what I mean by that is. Personally, I've never been around anybody who can take a project from idea to sketch to concept to beta testing to launch to delivery to customer loyalty. Like I've never personally been around someone who can take an idea from that and run it all the way through regardless of the number of obstacles that come into the way. 
And it's something that I've always wanted in myself. And I think that that characteristic specifically is why I have like Velcroed on to this whole brand because I just want to soak up as much of that for myself as possible. But it's incredibly impressive and and I'm grateful to be around it. And sorry, you have to suffer so much. It's a team effort. <laughs> Suffering is a, is a team exercise. That's right. <laughs> I share. You're only here to hey, share. Hey, thanks my for bringing us in <laughs> to the suffering. Exactly. It's long <laughs> suffering. Um, long. The suffering is a long, long suffering. I guess I have two things. The first thing is just the word skills makes it hard. Okay. But if this is just the compliment zone, okay. Mark is extremely good at being intentional. I've never met anyone that does a better job of checking themselves or everyone else on a team about whether or not what they are doing matters. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that looks awesome. It's beautiful. Who cares? It's worthless and empty and has no meaning other than looking beautiful. And yeah, maybe sometimes looking beautiful is enough, but is it? You know, and he is so incredibly committed to doing things that are substantive and it makes everything that we do better even when it feels like like that's already substantive enough mm-hmm. it, it it never is for mark and i think that that is a personal trait and a skill long suffering is a good word for that because that is the type of thing that is hard to do all the time. Yeah. It's like this heavy commitment Mm -hmm. to intentionality Mm -hmm. and meaningfulness and, and bringing something to fruition. Mm -hmm. And then less specifically, Mark just has incredible instincts about things. It irritates me nine times out of 10. (laughs) If Mark has a gut feeling about something and I disagree like I can kind of trust that like he can't even explain why he feels what he's feeling and and doesn't have a rational explanation for why he wants us to make a certain decision but I can just kind of trust it and let's go with it because most of the time it's right mm-hmm. and I don't really know how to explain it he just has good guts Usually takes me about three months to realize that what he said that I disagreed with was right. <laughs> At which time I have to come back and be like, so, you know, mm-hmm. I did this finally exactly the way you said, and it worked out really nice. So. <laughs> yeah, he has good instincts about people. He has good instincts about business decisions. He has good instincts about design, all the different types of design we do here. Mm-hmm. He's just good instincts. Okay. What did you put about yourself, Mark? Well, note about the instincts. I, I think of it to, to be fair, I think a lot of that just comes with failing and doing things the hard way for a long, long time. So that's just saddle that's the time. long suffering. Some, some, yeah, some of it is right. Like y- y- you have bad instincts until you get good instincts. I'm going to change this to say has made many mistakes. <laughs> there you go. That's his best that's, skill. That's my skill. Full I, of failing. I actually very skilled at failing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very good at talking about myself this way. I'm getting better at it, but I think this echoes a little bit with, I think what Tom was saying, I've become more in tune with nuance and looking deeper than the surface in people, in things, in like, what could that be? Like, I see what they were doing and I can appreciate it for what it is, but wow, like I see the potential in that. I see the potential in a person. I see the potential in an opportunity. And then it becomes how far can we go? Mm -hmm. Like, like how can I use everything that is in me and everything that is in us 
to, to create the best possible outcome. And so the awareness of that nuance, I think, is something that I've developed over time. I spend most of my time kind of as a visionary. And so I, I think the more you, you do anything, you, you kind of become a little bit better at those things. And so I used to be terrible at them and now I'm a little better. So that from a skill perspective, I think that's the definition of what a skill is. The more you do it, the better you get. So I've done a lot of that and I used to be really bad at it. But now I think because of the awareness of the nuance, I'm able to go up higher and look down and see a little bit more landscape and more possibility. It's like, okay, well, we can avoid going east because, you know, it's treacherous terrain there. Let's go south because we can go along the river, so to speak, right? And so I think navigating, which has become, you know, necessary for my position, kind of relies on those things. And so I either do them or we fail. Mm -hmm. And so some of these skills have come about because not because I wanted them, but because we ha I had a to survival skills. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. They really are. And I think a lot of them are. I think that's where a lot of people's best skills develop from is some element of it, it helped us survive along the way. And because it, it helped us survive, we grasped onto it and it continued to grow within us. So whatever it was that is our best skill probably came out of the fact that we were threatened and in some way, emotionally, mm. physically, whatever it might be. But yeah, they all come from suffering. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it was something that kind of helped cure that suffering. And so we let it continue to grow like a seed and become a skill that actually benefits us and other people. What can we learn? Right. Mm -hmm. so Life is suffering. Right. And, and it's joy, too. So if, if you're going to experience something, you might as well learn something from it. That's the new tagline for the Outpost podcast. Life is suffering. Life is suffering. <laughs> okay, how did we all feel about this exercise? Was it as scary and uncomfortable as you thought it would be? As soon as we got past me, I was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it interesting listening to other people talk about your skills? Was it? Did it make you nervous a little? Tom, Nothing weird happened. Your smile was so. really cute the whole time. Tom. I kind of want to do this for the whole team now all the time. Really? Be like, Let's all talk about how awesome we all are mm -hmm. and... Watch the morale boost because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a valuable thing. I was raised that it was kind of looked down upon to think highly of yourself. And so talking about yourself, you know, there's almost like a false sense of humility that I think a lot of people have. And I was one of them where you can't say anything nice about yourself. Right. And it's not that you don't think it. It's that, you know, you can't present that. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, my gosh. you know, Bravado. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is. It's more advantageous for everyone if you just be honest with with everything, right? If you just right. look at yourself and say, well, I'm actually good at these things, mm -hmm. right? Can I take that off your plate? Instead of that false sense of humility. And sometimes there's a gray line, a fuzzy area there where you don't really know, you know, if you're being honest about it or, or not. You don't really know kind of where your skill set is. You should just be honest about that too. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that you backed up there because my, my, my fuzzy area is yellow. I don't think it's, it's appropriate. Great. We're not nobody. We're not talking about that fuzzy area that I don't. Now it's super it. inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> HR, HR. Okay, with that. Yes. <laughs> all right, let's get back to work, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you all so much. I know it was a little weird, a little uncomfortable, but I'm grateful. I think we did great. Okay, if you want to hear more uncomfortable, weird, uh, fuzzy, <laughs> I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't yeah, say it no, out loud. Abandon ship. Okay. okay um, Don't even say it in your head. If you want to hear more from <laughs> us, where can you find us, Stop Teresa? It in your head. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Okay. You can find us on Instagram. Good. And Twitter at Orange Nebula. Mark, yeah. what else? The website. 
Yes. Okay. The website is awesome. Yes. OrangeNebula.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. That's where we send out do all it. the cool mm-hmm. things. Go we, there. We do, do stuff it. on Board Game Geek. Yeah, we got a we got a couple Facebook groups. Hey, listen, Ooh, yes. if you, if you want to get sneak peeks and you want to get, we're going to be releasing some cool stuff very soon. Not not just our new product, but some giveaways and some stuff like that. Get on the email list if you want it to be in the know. We're going to reward everybody who's first. in there. Not just getting it first, but they're going to get stuff that nobody else gets. So it's the way it is. And Tom will we make have sure had multiple whiteboard section sessions. <laughs> wow! About this is this is going downhill. Sections, sections, Ses- sessions. What about making the mailing list the most awesome place in the world? So yeah, it's go it there, is it there. is yeah for mm-hmm. sure. It may not even mm-hmm. seem that way yet, but just wait. We're we're just we're treating rain everybody there. who's on our email list as our like inner circle, mm-hmm. and we're gonna and we're gonna reward them. So all right, so, get in there. So get in there. Keep suffering. Keep trying. Keep thinking about the skills that you're building through your suffering, and we love you all. Very much. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) You have anything else you want to add? Well, no. Now I just want to kill her for suggesting that I'm not a Whovian. Death. Okay, first of all, we're not killing anyone. <laughs> what I hate about that is... <laughs> That's better. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you a Whovian? Duh. Oh my gosh, have we not talked about this like two dozen times? Where were you during those conversations? <laughs>